When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Recorded live. Praise God. I truly give honor to God and just trusting him tonight, all that will be on the line. And I just want to give honor to God and to thank him for all that he's done for us and the things that he will do in our lives. And I just thank him and I just magnify him because he is truly worthy to be praised. I thank God because he is God all by himself. I thank him how, you know, we went through this week a trying time, but still God is in control and I do continue to send my condolences to the Crawley family and also my mentor, Lady Suzette Spence out of North Carolina. I truly thank God for her and that continue to lift them up, that they will be strong as they go through these next few days. Hallelujah. God is so good. And I'm waiting for um, people to get onto the line. And also, I don't know if our speaker is online. I'm on the line. Okay, Bishop Bishop Clay is there on the line, and I just usually just start off in prayer, and and then everyone usually join us as we go. If you want to go ahead and and lead us in prayer. Amen. Amen. Okay, give me one second. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Get myself together. First of all, good evening. God bless you to each and every person you remember that have a call already. To those that are going to be joining, get back to preach on the name of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I bless you now in the name of Jesus, just for who you are. Just because you're worthy, God, because nobody is like you. Not in all the heavens and not in all the earth. Father, we just take a moment to breathe into your presence. Father, just to come near wherever you are and abide, Lord God, at your feet, Father God, and recognize how holy, how righteous, how true, how just you really are, oh God. Father, we just thank you for just giving us an opportunity, Lord God, even now by this conference call, Father God, to lift up the name of Jesus. The only name, God, whereby men can be saved. The only name, Father God, where we can find hope, peace, and joy, and rest, Lord God. Dear God, I bless you now. Father, I just speak even now that the Lord of the Lord, even life upon a Lady Yvette right now, Lord God, Father God, for the vision that you have given her, Father God, to be able to touch the masses and the nations, Lord God. Recognize, Father God, that I'm not the only speaker that has ever crossed this lectern, Lord God. So now in the name of Jesus, Lord, anoint even now, Father God, those that have gone before me and those that shall be thereafter, Lord God. 
Bless the hearers of the word of the Lord. Yes, Father God, let them know that this word is not just logos, God, but it's rhema, that it's living, Lord God, and that you said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when the word of the Lord begins to get released tonight, Lord God, I pray for a manifestation of faith and a manifestation of glory. I pray, Father God, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would begin to fall even into the listeners' ears, Father God, whether they're in their living room, their cars, their jobs, Father God, in their kitchens, in their bedrooms, wherever they are. Father God, I thank you that your word knows exactly where they are and exactly what they're up against and exactly what they're dealing with, oh God. And Father, tonight you can send the word, Lord God. Yes, you can send the word, Father God, that will cause change. And you can send the word, Father God, that will blow the fresh wings of the Holy Spirit, O oh God. And by God, bring about renewal now. Oh, yes, Lord, my God. By the transforming of the mind, Father God, that we won't be conformed to this world, O oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, Father, right now. Let us come near you. You said if we would draw nigh unto you, you would draw nigh unto us. Father God, give us this moment and this opportunity, Lord God, to lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, Lord God. If there's anything, Father God, that we've said or done, Lord God, that has caused us, Lord God, to be separated from your presence. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you not only to forgive us, God, give us a moment to repent. Turn away from the sin, Father God. Yes, Lord. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blot out every iniquity and wipe out every transgression, Lord God. And by the blood of the Lord Jesus, we now can enter in boldly into the Holy of Holies. Father, we praise you now. Yes, Lord, we praise you, God. Father God, for the manifestation of this word tonight, I pray that it goes forth in free course in liberty. There's no distractions, no hindrances. God, I thank you for the lives that shall be changed. I decree it done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank God for that awesome prayer. And I thank God for Bishop for you accepting um this is what we do every Monday from till nine and um seem like my callers are a little slow for tonight. Um they usually be online bright and early and um but we're just gonna trust God and I don't know I don't give topics, I allow God to use his people the way that he wants to use them so we get a fresh ram of word from God and that it's not prehearsed or given. It's it's fresh for us to meditate on and to um, feast off of. And again, I do thank you for coming on and sharing with us and, and I just want you to go ahead and share whatever God has given you to share. Okay, amen. Well, uh, before I get started, uh, I'll share with you on Sunday morning uh, at our house. Amen. On uh, well, Saturday night, the Lord gave me a, a deep 
place that usually uh, when God gives me the word of the Lord to preach, um, he always gives specifics, but the details are not as stringent. On Sunday morning, we had a such a move of God that literally everything that God gave me, I was not able to minister because the glory was so thick. And I was like, well, Lord, why did you give me all of these details? Because even before the service started in our ministerial prayer in my office, I told him, I said, listen, I need time because I got I got some stuff I need to get off. And uh, here I am thinking that everything that God gave me was for the service when literally he took the service over and we could do nothing but worship. And when the service was over, I came back in my office and I sat down in my chair and I was like, well, Lord, I don't understand why you gave me all of this if it wasn't for this service as I suppose. Um, you actually saw an excerpt. Well, some people, if they looked on my Facebook wall, they saw an excerpt of what I was supposed to deal with. Um, and then God hit me and he said, I didn't prepare this message for them uh, per se to the detail. I prepared it for the phone call. Mm. And so uh, tonight I want to deal with this message, get over it. Mm. My God. It comes from First Peter chapter one, verse thirteen. The Bible says, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I only want to deal with the very first part of that. That says, Wherefore gird up the loins of your mind. And after I pray, we're going to dig into this, uh, to the detail of this message and see where we are. Father, I ask you to mortify the deeds of my body, the works of my flesh. Raise up a standard of thy spirit in me. Speak a word that will edify, equip, and ignite this body of Christ to do greater works in thee. I pray that my speech and my teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power that the people's faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Send now your anointing upon this, your manservant, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I know you're muted out, but even if you're muted out, I still want you to just say, I've got to get over it. Got to get over it. Amen. Uh, When we look at the word, wherefore, gird up the loins, the most common place that we'll always hear this is in Ephesians 6 when we're talking about the whole armor of God. And it tells you to put on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit. And it tells you to have your loins heard about with truth. Now, when I look at the armor of God and I look at the instructions that it gives me, when it talks about my loins or your loins, it's talking about your midsection. And with the, uh, 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 the Greek terminology of that aspas means it, it, it's the Hebrews thought it to be the generative power of the child of God, that where your loins are are where you generate power or are able to produce. Now, what gets me about Peter is that Peter 
when he talks about the loins, he's not talking about your midsection. But he is literally saying the loins of your mind. With that being said, that means that God intended for the mind to have generative power by God. Every spiritual principle has a natural parallel. If there is a blackout, uh, certain people in certain houses have what are called generators. And the generator, once started up, is able to produce enough power to present light in the house. I don't. So God is saying that, first of all, you need to know that your mind has a generative power to it that if you stir it up enough, it will produce power. Now, uh, the Apostle Paul recognizes the very power that we actually possess as believers. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 8 through 15, the Bible says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sin and uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together, quickened made more alive, together with him, forgiving you all your trespasses, having uh, blotting out the handwriting of that was against us, which was contrary to us, took it out of the way, nailed it to the cross, having spoiled, listen to this, principalities and powers, he made us show them openly, triumphing over them in it, my God. So when I'm telling you that you've got to get over it, I'm not talking about uh, uh, you getting uh, uh, over it as, well, I'm going to let whatever happened to me just pass by and I'm going to keep on living my life. That is not the kind of getting over I'm talking about. Uh, but when I'm talking about getting over it, I'm talking about that you have got to generate enough power that you now can begin to operate through the principalities and the powers and bring them into subjection of your mind. My God. Wait, wait, wait. Bishop, I thought you meant bring them to the subjection of Christ. Well, I do mean bring them to the subjection of Christ. But since the Bible tells me that we have the mind of Christ, then that tells me that I can generate enough power that the principalities and powers not only bow down to Christ, but they've got to bow down to me. My God. Hallelujah. Oh, shut up. Let, let, let me go a little bit deeper. Let me dig a little bit deeper. Second, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says we got to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. In other words, God, what God wanted us to do, because Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. That's why we are called the sons of God. For some reason, even though we are called the sons of God, when we call Jesus the son of God, 
We want to make it singular as he was the only son. But God said, wait a minute, the same power that I endued Christ with by putting my mind in him, he put his mind in you. And you ought to have the same power to generate the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. Let me go a little bit deeper. So now let's bring it into a context of, uh, of an example of how to get over it. Okay, good. I'm glad you asked me. Second Kings chapter 4 is a whole lot of scripture, and I'm going to try to dig through it fast, uh, starting in verse 8. The Bible says, And it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that off as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. She said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that thou art a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him a bed, a table, a stool, a candlestick. And it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said unto Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto her, uh, behold, you have been careful for us all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. He said, What then is it to be done for? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child. Her husband is old. And he called and said unto her, uh, When he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. She said, Nay, my lord, uh, thou man of God, don't lie to thine handmaid. The woman conceived to bear a son at, at the season that Elijah said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him, brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. She went up, laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, went out. He called unto her husband, said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men, one of the asses, that I might run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go unto him today? It is either neither a new moon nor a Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Let me stop right there. I got more that I dig in, but let me get to the first part. First of all, you've got to realize the Bible says uh, in verse 8, excuse me, and it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, which means that's where the woman lived, my God. Uh, I know a lot of people want to pass by that, that, that important point of a place, but anytime God ever mentions a place in the Bible, you have to know that he is always speaking prophetically to somebody. So I'm about to tell somebody you're about to enter Shunem, my God. Now, now, it may not seem a lot to you, except I have to give you the definition of a Hebrew of the word Shunem. And the Hebrew of the word Shunem means the double resting place, my God. Let's say that again. It means the double resting place. My God. I've got to stop right here, park it, and prophesy to somebody that you're not just getting ready to enter into rest, but you're getting ready to enter into the double rest of God. My God, I had somebody. My God. I'm talking about where rest goes into covenant with itself and then produces for you. My God. 
Uh, keep going, keep going. My God, my God, say I'm getting ready to go to Shunem. I'm getting ready to go to Shunem. My God, so, so now watch this. Uh, verse 9 says, she said unto her husband, Behold, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, and we got to make him a chamber. we got to give him a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. See, the problem with people now is that they don't see the man and the woman of God as the men and woman of God anymore. And when they do see them as the men and women of God, they don't make provision. They got requests. You're not going to see nothing back. See, some of the blessings that people have been trying to believe God for and been asking the men and women of God to prophesy into their life have not manifested because you have not sown nothing, my God. And because you have not sown nothing, but you're asking for something, you don't reap nothing because the Bible says we're under the law of reciprocity. You reap what you sow. And since you didn't sow anything, you didn't reap anything. But if you read this story, even though the woman is entering the double resting place, he says, I can't ask the man of God for nothing. I'll tell you what I can do since he keeps coming my way. Let me make provision for him to rest, my God, and let me make provision for him to study, my God. Uh, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, so, 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 so because she did this, the prophet, when he came to Shunem, several times, after a while, he said, wait a minute, call this Shunemite woman to me. Uh, what do you want me to do for you? Because I can talk to the king, and I can talk to the captain of the host. My God. In other words, I got saved. My God. I got favor. And I'm telling you, if I speak my favor, you're getting ready to experience a manifestation. Now, what I like about this woman is that she's got humility. She says, souls uh, are not my people, my God. In other words, I don't want the blessing if the blessing is going to put me in a strange place, my God. I got to hang my heart here because how can I sing the songs of God in a strange land? All of a sudden, Gehazi speaks up and he says, this woman ain't got no child. Her husband is old. I, I, I notice that every time that we come to our house. I don't see no pampers. I don't see no toys on the floor. I don't see no PlayStation and no Xbox. I don't see no uh, college kids coming in and, and no, no child in the house. And so the prophet turns to her and says, uh, I tell you what, baby girl, about this time next season, oh, about this time next season, you're about to burst something that you've Ooh, yes. never burst before. My God. Let, let me say that to somebody on yes. the phone. You didn't catch me just yet. I said, yes. about this time next season, oh. you're about to burst something that you've never burst before, even oh. though you tried to burst it. My God. Oh, my geez. God. My God. Uh, it, well, it's just like for some of y'all that's on this phone right now that are listening right now are going to prophetically listen to this recorded message in the future. When you hear this, you're going to be like, oh, don't play with me, man of God, because I've been believing God for certain things to manifest in my life, and I've been believing so long that I gave up hope because it didn't manifest. And I don't want you to play with my emotions and get me all excited again when I calm myself down. And the prophecy is what I said it is, and you ain't going to question me about it, my God, my God. Let me know. My God, let's let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go a bit deeper. Yeah. So now we're about verse 16 of uh, 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 Second Kings chapter 4, and the Bible says in about the season, and God said, according to the time of life, you'll embrace the song. Uh, she said, nay, my Lord, don't lie to the handmaid. 
I thought you were about to have a baby. So can you to verse 19? Now the child evidently is old enough, has been there for a couple of years, because the Bible says uh, that the child is going out to the reapers with his father. And in order for the child to labor in the vineyard means that he had to hit a certain age. So now the child is out there, been working for years, everything is going well. One day the child goes to the father and he says, my head, my head, my God, my mind, my mind, something is wrong. Uh, so, so the child can carry him. Uh, wait a minute, carry him to his mother. Wait a minute, that means the child cannot walk on his own. So something has happened to the blessing. Who am I talking to? My God. You are operating in a blessing, but now the blessing can't even walk on its own any longer. Whatever it was that you first out, now it's struggling to make it. My God. The father says, take him to his mother. My God. Now this will teach me about the mother. Can I deal with it now? When the mother sees the child, child comes to her, like any good mama that's got a child, she knows when something's wrong with her baby. The moment she lays eyes on him, the child comes to the mother and gets in her lap. Now, that you've got to see that temptation because the child is old enough to work, which means that the child shouldn't be in the mother's lap. But the mother has such a love for the child that now she's trying to baby him by putting him in her lap to comfort him because she knows the child is distraught. My God. The Bible says about noon. That means that had to be from time that the child sat in the lap. About noon, the child died. And I just talked about the mother's emotions for 30 seconds. My God. If, if you ever had somebody close to you die. Imagine for a moment, this is your child in your lap. And, and the child didn't die in a car accident. child didn't die in a plane wreck. A child didn't die on an operating type table. The child literally died in your lap. So you are watching the child take its last breath and then his head sprung. My God. Her response amazes me because she could have fell out. She could have locked herself in a room and cried herself silly, my God. She could have just weeped for days. She could have told everybody, get out of the house. I don't want to talk to nobody. But the Bible says in verse 21, she went up. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door, and then went out. Yeah, I ain't going to say nothing back to me. She got over what was trying to get over home. Now, See, because death operates in a principality and a power. Jesus triumphed over principalities and power, and the one said, I want that death reign over me. Now, what I'm going to do is go put this child in the man of God's room, and I'm going to shut the door because I don't want nobody going in on what I done put my mind over. Yeah, okay, okay, so let me go a little bit deeper. Uh, verse 22 says, she calls her husband, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men, one of the asses, that I might run to the man of God and come again. He said, wherefore will I go to him today? It's neither a new moon nor a Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. But let me tell you this, that, that when, when you're trying to believe God for something, you've got to be careful who you let speak to you. Mm. 
Mm. You got to be careful that you don't let somebody say something. Watch this. He, 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 he was speaking something which was right because he said it's not a new a Sabbath. It's not a new moon. In other words, it's not a prophetic celebration. So usually men of God come on the prophetic celebration. Uh, so we don't, there's no reason that we should actually be calling him. Now, but what you got to realize is daddy don't know that the son is dead. Oh, my God, my God. He's like, why are you calling it? Because Mama didn't even tell him yet. She she just said, uh, uh, I tell you what, it's gonna be well. Don't 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 yes. worry about that. It's gonna be all right. See, sometimes you gotta prophesy to your own situation. Yes. Yes. Even yes. though it looks like it's dying, you still gotta tell it. You gonna live, and it's gonna be well. My God. The Bible says, then she sat on an ass and said to her servant, Rise and go forward. Stretch not thy writing for me, except I tell you to. My God, you got to understand that when you want something bad enough, you don't mind getting a little uncomfortable. She had to tell the driver of the uh, that, that title they asked, she said, drive this thing forward. In other words, rock this whole buggy. And if it hurts me a little bit while you ride, I don't even mind. As long as you're going in the direction of the prophet, my God. As long as you're going in the direction of the word, my God. You can do anything you want. I don't mind if I got to go through some like being cut off. And I don't mind if some people got to talk about me behind my back. I don't oh, mind if oh. people close some doors on me. It's so oh, okay, but just oh. keep driving me to where Paul is going to bring me, my God. Yes. Now listen. Oh, my now, God. listen. Now listen. Now listen. Oh. Now, God. My God. My God. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did that. She did that yesterday. She did do that. Now, now, now the Bible says that while she was driving there, the prophet saw her upon oath. My God. He said, Gehazi, go see what this woman wants. When Gehazi goes to see her, he tries to block her from seeing the man of God. She presses through Gehazi. When she gets to the man of God, she falls at his feet, grabs him by the ankle and says, why have you lied to me? What is the I told you don't prophesy and get my hopes up about a child because now all that happened is that you gave me what I wanted for, but when I got it, it died. Uh, the prophet in verse 29, the Bible says, Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins, take my staff in your hand, go thy way. If you meet any man, salute him not. And if he salute thee, answer him not again. Lay my staff upon the face of the child. And Gehazi passed on before him, laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. Now, I got a problem with that because Gehazi did what the prophet said, but the child did not get up. Uh, that, that 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 made me look a little bit deeper, and if you don't mind, let me touch this rabbit. Uh, see, the, the prophet told him, he said, don't let nobody slow you down and don't salute nobody. Go straight to the child. Do exactly what I tell you. Now, upon doing what I tell you, that child should be woke. But the child did not wake up, and I had a problem with that because it's Gehazi, which he did. The Bible says he didn't he passed by everybody, didn't speak to nobody, went to the child, put the stamp on the child's face, but the child had neither voice nor did he hear anything. Came back to the prophet and said, I'm sorry, but what you told me was wrong. Uh, so that made me now stop.
study Gehazi's name. Gehazi in the Hebrew means vision in the valley. Let me say that again. Gehazi's name means vision in the valley. In other words, Elijah, you got vision mountaintop. You can see the prophetic. You can see past principalities and powers. You can triumph over them. But me, I can only get vision for valley. In other words, I only have enough vision to live in poverty. I only got enough vision to have drama. I only have enough vision to go through. I only have enough vision to do what you tell me. But when it comes down to it and I've got to perform the same miracle that you're telling me to perform, my faith is not there, my God. And even though you put your staff in my hand, let me take this graphic. The problem with some of the churches in this hour is not that the visionary is missing what God said, it's that the staff has low vision. Yes, yes. My God. Let me catch that rather. Or the staff's vision is too strong for the visionary, and they see more than their pastor sees, and they're in the wrong place. Oh, God. Let me go a little bit further, and I'm almost, I'm actually right where I need to be to close this on up. My God, yes, sir. My God, my God. My God, my God. Uh, verse 32, verse 32 out of Second Kings chapter 4. Uh, the prophet does not become discouraged. He does not become disturbed by the staff's report. Uh, Bishop, there's not enough money in, in the bank account for us to pay our lease. Uh, Bishop, there's not enough uh, uh, this for us to do what you're telling us to do. Bishop, uh, uh, we don't have enough members to buy church vans. The pastor, because he has a vision, does not get discouraged by the staff's report. Mm. Because why? I got vision. I'm gone. Yes, and I'm getting over it. Yes, I am getting over it. So when, as the Bible says in verse 32, when Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead. That means somebody walked in the room and publicized it through the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to remember that the mother laid the child on the bed, knew the child was dead, but shut the door. And the only person that should have gone into the room was Gehazi. But for the Bible to say, behold, the child was dead, means that there must, must have been great wailing going on now within the house. The Bible says the child was laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain. In other words, the only people in the room now are the prophet and the boy. He prayed to the Lord. And then he went up, my God. <laughs> He girded up the loins of his mind. He stirred up the gift that was in him to a place, watch this, in his prayer that he generated enough power to produce action. He put his, he, he lay upon the child, 
put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands, and he stretched himself upon the child. And the flesh of the child waxed warm. <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the child started showing signs of life, but he did not get up. Oh, God. The prophet said, Wait a minute. I, I prayed. I generated power. I produced actions, and I followed through with what you told me. Now, the child did wax warm, but there's a hindrance to this child from opening his eyes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I hear you now. Verse 35 says, then he returned and walked in the house to and fro. <laughs> you got to remember that, that the people in the house are saying, he's dead, he's dead. He's dead. Words have power. They spoke yes. something into existence. Yes. And now it is living in principality and power that the child is dead. So even though the child has spiritually been imparted unto, there's still something in the atmosphere. Okay. Get it, yes, sir. Oh, now I've got to switch lanes and get into this apostolic anointing. See, there's, there's some things in your life, watch, that have waxed warm, but they haven't come to life. And it's not because you don't desire to be alive. It's not because you don't desire for it to live. <laughs> it's because some people have spoke some stuff over your life, my God, mm. and they have mm. put it in the spirit realm. And mm. because you have not gone high mm. enough in your mind to generate enough power to see it or hear it, you have not killed it, and it still is. My God, mm. my God, mm. God but today you're about to get over it. Today you're about to get over it. Because the Bible says he walked to and fro in the house. Uh, that means he said, I'm going to go in every room, and I'm a cancer, every assignment of God. Hallelujah. That's been spoken in this house. I'm a cancel every assignment of death that's been spoken in this house. I'm a cancel every assignment of discouragement and depression Spoken in this house, I'm going to take authority over it because I am getting over the principality and over the power, and I'm bringing it into subjection of my mind, and my mind declares that now I'm over it, and it has to be subdued unto me and the authority that is in me. And the Bible says he went back in the room, stretched himself upon the child, and the child sneezed. I said the child sneezed seven times. That means that the child, amen, said there was no sound and there was no voice. The child sneezed seven times seven is the number of completion. But why would out of all responses would the child sneeze? Let me deal with that, then I'll close this out. Child sneeze, contrary to popular belief, I've heard this when I was growing up, and until I studied this, I, I always believed it. I heard that when you sneeze, your heart stops. Mm-hmm. 
not true that's a lie. Scientifically, that is a complete lie. Uh, what mm-hmm. I found out in the studying of sneezing is that the sunlight can cause you to sneeze. So if you ever walk outside, all of a sudden you start sneezing, it is because sunlight has hit you. And God said, you're not paying attention. I said, what are you saying to me? God said, you're not paying attention. I said, what are you saying to me? He said, you are not paying attention. When the prophet Elijah walked back into the room, he walked back in with the sun blowing. He walked back in with the light of Christ. He walked back in with the light of Jesus. And when he stretched himself on him this time, the Bible says the child sees to the number of completion, and then his eyes opened up. The reason his eyes opened up was because Elijah got over it. Mm. Yes, Lord. Now, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you joined this call from. I don't know what state, what city doesn't make me no difference. What I do know is that tonight, God wants you to get over it. And I'm not talking about get over the bad relationship with the new relationship. I'm talking about getting over it in the spirit realm. Mm. But the Bible says they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit. And ye who follow the living God are spiritual. So whatever you're up against, it's a power, because the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and disadvantages and high places. Mm-hmm. If you read this story in Second Kings chapter 4, you realize that where the woman made the bed for the man of God was up on the wall. Mm-hmm. It was in a high place. prophetically spoke as she made the bed for him. Where you belong is in a high place with God. Mm. And when you spend time with God, you need to be in your high place. That's why God always tells you when you pray to him, shut the door. You can pray to your father in secret because I desire to elevate you to a place in my presence. And once you get there, your healing will take place. Mm-hmm. Your deliverance will take place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. My God, tonight, I release an apostolic anointing over this phone, now into every room, to every year that's listening. I'm telling you to gird up the loins of your mind. Every spiritual principle has a natural parallel. God told me to liken the loins and girding them up to a baby in pampers. As long as the baby's not wearing pampers, then his generative power is exposed and he'll just make a mess everywhere. Mm-hmm. But when he pulls the pamper up or bumped himself, even if he makes the mess, it is still contained. Mm-hmm. 
that he's not exposed. The same way we cover our minds. We pull up Jesus Christ. We fasten his presence onto ourselves. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I just want to pray for somebody. I want to pray for somebody that tonight, God is going to move upon your life like never before. And those promises that were living in your life before that have seemed to die, I hear God saying, tonight I'm going to resurrect them. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, it an honor, Father God, to be used tonight to speak your word into the lives of Father God, the listeners and the hearers of your word. And tonight, whatever they've been going through, whatever they've been dealing with, Lord God, Father, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would just up the gift that is in them again. Get that out of my, 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 God. Help them to realize, Father God, when people say that they're discouraged or they're depressed, they're saying, I'm feeling low. Yeah. And low is a place, Father God, that you don't desire us to be. For you didn't give us a vision for valleys, Father God, but you gave us a vision for the mountaintops. So tonight, in the name of Jesus, I release that vision in the house, into this phone, into the ears of the people that are listening, because you said faith cometh by hearing, hearing by that word of God. Tonight, Father God, I'm asking them to get over. It doesn't matter what their it is, Lord, to you, because with you, all things are possible. And I just release now that anointing, that strength, that dunamis ability that only lies in Christ Jesus into their minds and into their hearts. And I feel this word, Father God, up under the blood of Jesus Christ. I call it done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for getting over it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for getting over it, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you,
did I hear of God? And, and when you were speaking about your knowing, having your mind, the mindset has to change to the mindset of God mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. know who you are and whose you are and the authority that you yes. have. Yes. You speak what you say that you want God to do what you want in Hallelujah. life. Hallelujah. The words that we speak is life. Mm-hmm. You are what you say. Hallelujah. So you got to believe we are God. We are sons of God. Yes. And we've been brought with a price. We're joint heirs to the kingdom yes. of the most high. Hallelujah. We shouldn't mm-hmm. settle for nothing less but what mm-hmm. God has promised us. Yes. Hallelujah, Bishop. Thank you. And I've been knowing Bishop Clay for many, many years, many mm. years. And there's one thing I can say. I don't care where I see him, if it's at Walmart, on the street, or even in his church, he's always been the same person, mm. him and his wife. Mm. I, even when I was in, at Megafest, when he used to be in Atlanta, who I'm next to and who I see down there is Bishop and his wife, you know, all the way from Richmond, so many people. But I'm like, I'm right next to Bishop and his wife. But God is so good, and, you know, and they are very anointed. She's, um, I mean, and Bishop, I, if anybody, this is the open it up for you to, if anybody, any encouraging words that anybody want to say or just to encourage Bishop and just, you know, however God leads you, Bishop, um, we we open that time, time up for that. Okay. Well, if anybody, any response, if anybody wants anything to say, just yield the floor. Amen. After that powerful word, we got a lot of people online. Well, you need to be unmuted. I, I came on late, but um, I just want to say thank you for that prayer. It was, it was, um, it was wonderful. It was. Um, I felt that prayer through the form. It was beautiful. And that music was so touching, and it was just right on time. It was. It was great. Amen. God be the glory. Thank you for the work. Even though I didn't hear all of it, but I know it was it was great. I heard the women just just you know speaking and 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 praying, and afterwards I know it had to be awesome. So just thank you for just coming on, and giving your time, and, and letting God use you for what what you did. Amen. To God be the glory, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that the message was recorded. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Amen. So mm-hmm. you do have an opportunity to catch it. Yes. I pray that when you do it, does bless you. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, is everybody else unmuted so that they might be able yes. to speak if they want to? Yes, All right. Floor is open. Anybody else? Yeah, I wanted to say that. Do you say who you are? Tell me where you're from. I'm from um, Richmond, Virginia. My name is Yolanda Ross. Oh, and yeah. I give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. And when you talked about some things that some people have been waiting for years, and Sometimes it seems like the vision will try to die, but I know it can't, and we have to continue to just speak that word. And my husband and I have been doing that for years for a particular situation that's dear to our hearts with one of our sons. 
And that's one of my favorite scriptures. Well, I said it about every every scripture, really. But Maria, (laughs) because when it said, when she went as a mother and said, it is well, I mean, I'm over here, my baby is leaping like Elizabeth and Mary. This, it was on time. And I know, and I believe the word of the prophet, so I know it's going to prosper. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 I have a question and a comment. Amen. Okay. Uh, I'm Helen Baxter from California. All right. Praise the Lord. And uh, I um, I came on a little late also, but I enjoyed that, which I heard. And, and the part that really excited me is when you said Elijah went out and he had, and the light, the sun, when we go out, the sun, and he came back and he had the, it was like he had the anointing, the son Amen. of the living son. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Lord. You know, I got excited about that. I It was like it just came to me before you even finished it. It was like, okay, the son, that's Jesus. Okay, Lord, I got it. You know, yeah. I got it. Yeah. And I got, I, I, I got excited about it. And uh, one of the things in the vision that God has given us that um, it has not died, I'm having a challenge. I haven't, since I've been back to California, I haven't found a church home per se. And I've been visiting different churches. Now, there are two churches that I really, really like. Okay. And I've gone back, I've gone to Bible study, and I've gone to Sunday service, and uh, to both of them. And I'm asking the Lord, which one does he want me to Join, as okay. far as a covering is concerned. Amen. But he, in 2002, he gave me a ministry that I'm working on that I had thought that had died, but it wasn't dead. It was just laying dormant because God was doing some other things, and now I'm back. So I'm asking, well, what church? And I said, well, Lord, I want to go over to this one. And he keeps saying no, and I'm not understanding because I know uh, or I believe we're to be in a ministry and we're to have a covering. Yes, that's true. And, um, but I feel outside, but I, I don't feel alone, but I'm used to being in a church. I went to a church for 25 years. So for oh, me amen. to be out of church. It, it's not normal. Right. <laughs> it amen. definitely is not. And then going from church to church to church is it's definitely not, not normal. Amen. Well, let me let me share this with you. Um, first of all, the Bible says, my sheep hear me and they know my voice. Uh, as God is instructing you on which church to go to, it is really uh, one thing I'm, I'm learning is that there's really not options. And by that I mean, if the Bible says my sheep hear me and they know my voice, that means even if both churches are word teaching churches, one of those shepherds has a voice that literally causes your baby to leap. Forget the amenities. Forget. To get the amenities, the choirs, the praise teams, the you know the buildings, with all the other stuff, 
None of that stuff matters in this hour. What, what matters is, are you a shepherd that can handle the anointing that I bring to the table? Oh. And can you lead me and guide me to my next dimension? Because you mentioned I have ministry inside of me. Oh. And you, if you don't hear the shepherd's voice, then you'll go to a shepherd that will find out that you have ministry in you, but they'll only use the ministry in you to help them produce ministry. But they will never sow into you to help you birth what's in you. And a true shepherd will be able to see into who you are, what you are, and then uh, I I do believe there's a time that a shepherd, you should serve that shepherd um, before they birth you. I, I always believe that. I don't care how anointed people are. You can only get what you serve out of. But when you're, you're saying, well, Lord, guide me, which church should I choose? Eliminate everything else but the shepherd's voice. <laughs> yes, Lord. Eliminate everything else but the shepherd's voice. I don't care the membership. I don't care the pews, anything else. Just his or her voice. And does his or her voice, when you heard the Bible study and in the Sunday service, not, not did you get moved, but did your baby leap? Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. And the one that made your baby leap, that's the one you need to go to. Ah. And I can tell you, I've never been there. And, and anytime I give a word of prophecy, if I'm lying, lying, tell me I'm lying. The church that you need to choose has the less amenities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one that makes your baby leap. Mm-hmm. 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 The pastor brown skin. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's the that that's the one that makes your baby leap. That that, that well, Lord how uh, yeah. That's the one you need to choose. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he said a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Is anybody else with a comment or a statement? Um, Bishop, I just want to say that on time words, and I enjoyed that word. And even with you explaining just what you did, just explain to us, explain some things that's going on in my head as far as ministry and I guess the next step I should take. Amen. Well, I'll submit this to you. Before you commit, go and ask for a meeting with the shepherd. Tell him what's in you and then listen attentively to his response or her response. Okay. Because you'll know. Because if you came to my office and you tell me I got ministry in me, then my response is I'm going to start digging in with a bunch of questions to find out what ministry, where, what are you called to do, and then how do I assist you in getting you where you need to be. But if you walk into an office and you tell them I have ministry, and then their their things are also what can you do, and then they start talking about where they want to place you in their ministry without Mm -hmm. asking you the fullness of what's in you, then you know you're in the wrong house. Oh, okay. Thank you. You need to know what's in the, full, the fullness in you. you know, before I 
again, you don't want to prostitute, uh, get prost- be prostituted for the gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mind. Mm-hmm. And that does happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. For that mercy. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yvette, anybody mm-hmm. else? Or? Anybody else? Nobody you else. know, I, you know, I'm the only, I'm the one to do all the talking. <laughs> all right, mother. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, after the bishop uh, ministered, I, I got quiet. I really didn't say anything, and I wanted to say thank you, but I got it was like my uh, my mouth just got dry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because you said if they, they make the baby in me jump. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think. I was trying to think. I like the church, but I don't remember the leaping. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you would remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's something that you would remember. Yes. Amen. The excitement of the word mm-hmm. that Amen. comes from the vessel that goes into you to make the baby leap. The word was good. The praise was good. The people were friendly. But I still had a question mark. Uh I've gone back to see what the question mark was all about. And I very seldom, if ever, when I go anyplace, I always introduce myself as Helen Helen Baxter. I don't put any titles on it. I don't, you know, I don't build me up. I just, I'm Helen Baxter. I'm Mm -hmm. happy to be here. I thank God for the word. But I always leave knowing that there is something more. There is something more, and it's something that I'm missing. Uh-huh. I, it's something that I'm missing, and I leave with the question of, well, what about this? Well, maybe he didn't have time to cover that. And so I go back, and it's like going back to the well and drinking the water but still not get quenching my thirst. Does that oh, make any sense? Oh, it makes a whole lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. Um, again, uh, let's just go with the example that you said Jesus met the woman at the well. He said, the water that you drink, you will thirst again. Yes. The water I'm going to give you, you will never thirst. See, but what what I'm recognizing now is that our our apostolic pastoral evangelistic teaching assignment in this season you see, a lot of pastors are frustrated at membership because the membership live crazy lives, and they think it's the membership. It's mm-hmm. not the membership. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they don't want to recognize, maybe you're just not anointed enough to handle me. Oh, not Because the anointing destroys the yoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you should not leave with a... That woman didn't leave that well with a question mark. Yes, yes, yes. She left that well knowing 
my thirst has been quenched. Mm-hmm. And now I can't go back to mm-hmm. wanting to be thirsty any longer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I need to move I need to move where you are so I can come to your church. Well that's coming to Virginia, Mother Helen. <laughs> you can please come. Uh, we'd love to, I'd love to have me a mother in my church. Yes, Lord, please, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> but she's she going to be here one day, Bishop, soon. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it, I and promise. I'll, and, and I'm going to bring her right to your church. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and me and my wife will look forward to that. I'm telling you what, I will go into a celebration. I know that's right, Bishop. Well, I, I'm a different kind of mother now. Oh. And I'm well. a different kind of shepherd. <laughs> I can hear that. I'm like they like they say: the older you the older you get, the less you really hold back. Because oh, it, you know, it, it, <laughs> you almost getting ready to go look Jesus in the face, so you got to make sure you got everything right. That's right. And so I, I welcome I that. Tell the truth. Amen. And they always say, tell the truth and shame the devil. Yes, ma'am. Then yes, ma'am. Uh, I've gotten to a place in my life that uh, God is my everything. He's my all in all, and there's no no half-stepping. So Amen. I've got to tell it like he tells me to tell it. Amen. But I need Amen. to be someplace where I know that I am going to hear the uncompromised word of God, but still have a freedom to do what God has called me to do. Well, bless the Lord. I will be in prayer with you, Mother. Are you on Facebook? Yes. Okay, well, I'm, my name is Bishop Clay Cofield on Facebook. If you send me a prayer request, I'll accept it, and then I'll inbox you my personal cell phone number, my wife's, so that you can have it. Amen. If you ever need us, you know, for prayer or just to answer some questions, and we will well, avail you, ourselves. That's an answer to prayer right there. <laughs> yes, now, that's an answer to a big prayer <laughs> right there. Lord, who do I talk to? I know yeah. he tells me go to him, but sometimes you need somebody here on earth face to face to face or Facebook to Facebook. Amen. You know, to, yes, uh, to, to, to be able to ask some questions. Well, we, we will be more than happy to avail ourselves. Amen. And I, I will officially dub you as a mother of the Spirit of Fire Cathedral. I get the whole name. Right. I'll let the church Amen. know. Amen. Who you are. Amen. Praise right. God. Amen. Amen. Yes. All That's right. awesome. God is good. Yes, he is. Any um, other information you need from me, Yvette? No. Um, anybody else have anything before Bishop? Um, and Mother Helen, her her name is Helen Baxter Bishop. Helen Baxter, okay. Mhm. And as I met her on Facebook and through this line, and she's a faithful listener as well. Wow, great! And we call her Mother. She's the mother on this line. <laughs> well, 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 bless, bless her. I just sent her a friend request, so now that she's yeah. Yeah, mother on this line, and we thank God for her. And I see we have somebody from, I don't know, from South Carolina. Do you have anything you want to say or impart? Y'all silent. 
like the South Carolina person who you're talking to right now, correct? Yeah. You're talking to me. Hello. Oh, this Bishop? Yes, this is me. Oh, okay. I didn't know your number was South Carolina. Oh, no, 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 no. My number's not South Carolina. Oh. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, I'm South Carolina. Oh, okay. Praise <laughs> God. Praise <laughs> God. Uh, you, would you have anything you want to say? I know you're you're new on our li- on the line, and yes, ma'am. This, this is what we do, and and this is where we meet every Monday. Every Monday, I just thank God for the fellowship and for the word, because it was much needed. Yes, and um. I'm going to share this. I really, y'all know I'm from South Carolina, but what I'm going to share, okay, you know, is it First Corinthians 12 talking about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and the gifts of the spirit? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, God had me to give up, get up and give a word, you know, and it didn't settle too well for the church, so they won't put me out. Oh. So. Okay. Um, well, I, you know, I can, you know, the Bible speaks in the last days, you know, itching ears and fables and people don't want to hear the truth, mm-hmm. but I, I'm dealing with something like that. It has happened before, you know, flowing in the gift of the prophetic, Right. but, um, that's why I just thank God for the fellowship and for that word, that last word he was saying about Elijah. Mm-hmm. And being low, mm-hmm. and I just thank God for the word, and I just thank God. You know, when we are born again, we don't choose our gifts; right. he, he gives them to us liberally. Mm-hmm. And I just thank God for that word of encouragement. Thank you, woman of God. Correction and encouragement. Yes, thank you so much. And yeah. we're going. That's going to be all tonight. Um, we're going to be here on next week. Same time, same station, um, and we're gonna next week. We we're gonna have open night. It's just gonna be open night. You know, questions that we we're just gonna we're gonna chat with each other, and just release um, what God what we what we've heard for these last three weeks, and just chew on it, and then just bring it back and and ask questions and just cheer each other and encourage one another as we go. Uh, Next week is going to be open week. Amen. And uh, Bishop, if you and if there's no one, if I don't know if anyone need any special prayers, we close out. Um, we want to again thank Bishop Clay Cofield. His wife is also here in Virginia. Her name is Vanessa Cofield, co first lady. She also Amen. does hair in the Richmond area. Um, Amen. And um, he can give you some information on. I, I know she was on West End in the West End. Um, um, yes. can give you some information on where her shop is if you need to beautify yourself. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, my wife, Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa Coke is married 22 years. Amen. Amen. 23. Amen. Uh, we own the Real Styling Salon that's on Hungry Road. Um, my wife is on Facebook. Uh, it's Vanessa Cofield, C-O-F-I-E-L-D. So please send her a friend request and a message with the friend request. Letting you know that you know, you're on the call, and Amen. You just woman of God making another good fellowship with the woman of God. She's a prayer warrior. She's an intercessor. Amen. Um, and she loves souls. She's she's a she's young, but she's an old mother. 
<laughs> Amen. She really is. And I mean, uh, she's a mom's mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a mother's heart.
serve you in righteousness and in truth. So it does not matter, Father God, who the Antichrist is. It doesn't matter, Father God, what people do, God. What matters is if we really love you with all of our heart, our mind, and our struggles about our soul. My God, my God, our soul does magnify you. Our soul lifts you up, Jesus. Our soul declares your glory. Now, Father God, don't allow us to be just children of words. My God. But let our actions and our lifestyle prove, Father God, who we are. Until you give us an opportunity to come back again and fellowship one with another, God. That the grace and the peace and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, let it rest, rule, and abide in us, O God. And let the power of your Holy Spirit lead and guide us into all truth. And I pray, Father God, that we have the spirit of submission, that we yield, God, that we would would not be high-minded or pride would not take us, but God, humble us, Lord. Let us esteem each other better than ourselves. Until that's that time that you ordained, God. Be exalted. And be loved on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank Bishop again and you all. Love you all. We love you all too. Look forward to hearing you all on next week or even on Facebook during the week. You all be blessed and be prosperous. And remember, get over it. Amen. 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 Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.